Hey everybody, and welcome to Bluegrass Soccer Academy. Special little Saturday morning episode here at Coach Dunham. We are excited for the kickoff of the MLS season this evening. Always a fun time. You know, everybody still thinks they have a chance. Everybody thinks that they're going all the way and going to win it all. So I know I'm excited. I know you are too. Dunham and I are both FC Cincinnati supporters. So we're excited and hoping that they can continue that little run they went on last season and maybe even take it one step further. But Dunham, you have been talking about a couple players just not necessarily FC Cincinnati players, but players within the MLS that you kind of have your eye on this season. Talk to us a little bit about those guys. Yeah, obviously there's plenty of transfers that have been going on, and a lot of them from teams that are all around the world. But a couple guys I want to point out that our listeners probably are familiar with at least, Joseph Martinez, who formerly was from Atlanta United and has recently moved over to Inter Milan excuse me, Inter Miami. Right. This is an interesting character here. He, he can score goals, but he's also recently been doing a bit of a cancer on the yeah. team. So either he just needed a new fresh start or he's having some personal issues going on. So it's going to be interesting to see if he can kick on his goal scoring prominence because this guy can score goals. So he scored from 2017 to 2022, 111 goals in all competitions for Atlanta. That's pretty impressive over that time span. If the coach that they have can get him back into that form, he'll be a great pickup for Inter Miami. I think something that you brought up with Martinez is, you know, there, there were some question marks about him, locker room wise, not necessarily his play, but locker room wise. Towards the end of last season, Atlanta struggled last season, really for the first time in several yeah. years. So I think there, I think there were a lot of situations, a lot of scenarios in there that you know. That marriage just finally fell apart. So it will yeah. be interesting to see him with that new franchise, new team. Be right. interesting to see how he gets going. Yeah, and like you said, Inter Miami is a recent expansion team. So it, they could be young, fresh, but you know that means nothing. Right. We've seen expansion teams go into the playoffs and do well. So we'll see how they do. The next guy, men's national team player, Aaron Long. Fantastic center back. He went from the New York Red Bulls, and he's moving over to LAFC, which LAFC is already stacked. Yeah. They've got some studs on LAFC. So adding him in there as a, as a quality center back, I don't think they struggled defensively, but putting him in the back is building on their structure that we've got going on here. So you got Carlos Vela on that team. I think Gareth Bell was formerly with them, but I think he recently retired. So... It's going to be interesting to see what if LFC can continue their streak of strong play here. Yeah, and you know that's kind of the talk. You know, can, will they? Are we getting? Are we just setting ourselves up for an encore performance for them? You know, what, what's that going to look like for them? And as you said, they only seem to be getting stronger. So you know, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. But again, I think they are a heavy favorite heading into the season. I would agree with that. Absolutely, LFC just has well, they've got the money for one thing, and they've already got a competent structure already built. So they've got the means to move all the way through. So, Coach, I'm doing a little research for this episode and came across something really interesting. We're talk- When we're talking about transfers, we've already mentioned that word two or three times in the opening, looking at outbound transfers, that means 
MLS players going somewhere else to play. Most of the time it's Europe, but of course there are other countries that we send our players to play in. It always comes with a fee. You always have to pay the team that you are getting a player from from a fee. And five of the ten highest paid outbound transfer fees have come in the last year. All-time fees. Yeah, all-time fees. Which is insane. Have come the last year, you know, the last calendar year, last Mm -hmm. 12 months. And so I don't think that trend is going to end anytime soon. You know, there are several MLS players right now that can be considered as that next big transfer. But I just found that very interesting statistic. Well, let's clarify here. That's all-time MLS fees, not all-time, you know, Premier League, right. La Liga type stuff. This is all-time MLS, which in and itself is pretty impressive. Yeah. But it's also giving name and recognition to the quality of MLS improving year after year. There are names that we're seeing prominently on the men's national team for the U.S. There are other national team players within the MLS. It's not uncommon to have superstars Ibrahimovic, Gareth Bale, come over at the end of their careers and play in the MLS. And that's going to draw more quality. I mean, if I knew Gareth Bale was going to Team A and I got Team A and B asking me to play for them, I I would love to play for a superstar or alongside him. The things that he can teach me Mm -hmm. as a young player or wherever in my career maybe. Yeah. It'd be beneficial to play alongside him. So, One of those names, I'm going to go ahead and throw it at mm-hmm. you because he seems to be at the top of that potential transfer list is our guy Brenner from FC Cincinnati. Yeah, I think they attempted to unload him this past year, at least during the offseason possibly, but that fell through. Um, I don't know the ins and outs. At least nothing's being brought out. If he's just not happy, if he wants something different, either way – I think you and I expect Brunner to be gone yeah. within the next year, and it could be anywhere. I mean, he's – I don't think he displayed the talent that he's had the potential to show, so maybe he needs to go somewhere to, to put that out. But what I've seen in the offseason, the preseason for FCC is they may not need Brunner. Yeah. They've got some young talent that they're bringing up. They've brought in some new players. And they're working really well well together there. Yeah, I agree. Next thing, the MLS has actually just recently kind of announced their new playoff system. Yeah. I personally, there's things I like and things I don't, I dislike about it. But I think it's fun. I think it's going to be entertaining. Again, we have talked on previous episodes about the casual soccer fan. What can we do to get the casual soccer fan Involved, And I think the MLS is listening, or at least pretending that they're listening. And the new format is kind of wild. It's kind of crazy. Let's take just a couple minutes here and break it down a little bit. Well, before we get into that, I think it's interesting that MLS is making changes. It seems to be the trend in all sports. You see the NFL expanding their playoff right. scenario. You've seen multiple leagues address their all-star games. I think baseball even expanded their playoff scenario. So college football yeah. could be going through another change right. here, here pretty soon, as well as you know, their super conferences going on. So I think 
everyone's trying to keep up or one up yeah, the definitely. other league. So, and like you said, we want to entice and make things more interesting for the common fan. Right. And I, I'm not against change as long as it doesn't change the game. Right. To a drastic extent. So uh, I'm interested to see how this new format is going to work out for him. So what's your first take on, so on the changes here? The, so the, the first change that they're making is they're taking it from seven teams per conference to nine. That means 18 playoff teams. There's only 29 teams in the league. Right. That means, you know, that's what, quick math, 60%? That are sixty percent of the teams that are going to make the playoffs. I think that has potential to really dilute some end of the season matches. You know that sixteenth and sixteen and seventeen. Hey, we're in. We're safe. You know, if we tie, we tie. So I, I think that's some potential to dilute. That's really my biggest complaint about what they're what they're changing. Is I think they're at a point where they're bringing in too many teams into the playoffs. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm, I'm f- I think we agree that you want your top teams in there, right. and once it gets down to a certain number of those top teams, the quality clearly starts dropping here. Big time. But I guess the positive to this, if you want to call it a positive, is it's not one versus that nine team. It's there's a play-in. Right. There's a which, wild card playing here. And so which which if they're going to bring in these four extra teams, I like the way they're doing it. Yeah. And which as Dunham just mentioned, it is going to be in each conference an 8 versus 9 winner take all game. They're doing a couple different things about the 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 game that just real quickly there's going to be no extra time. So if the game ends in a tie, they're moving straight to PKs mm-hmm. because they see the potential in the next round. These players potentially having to play a ton of soccer over this playoff stretch. But that being said, I like what they're doing and what they're calling. So they're calling it the wild card round, which is when those eight and nine teams will play. And then they're calling it round one, which I personally love. Yeah, first round, best of three. We're going to do some legs here. And if you win first and second match, you're going to get some rest. If you win one, lose one, and then win, you're probably going to go straight into another match three days later. So it's good to win that first match Definitely. and move on from there. But like you said, you, you and I have discussed rules in previous uh, podcasts here where we've discussed PKs. I know. And if they should even have them <laughs> – the, the the whole ending the game on them atmosphere around PKs exactly, and so I'm interested how the no extra time straight to PK is going to be. And that just for it's, our listeners that haven't broken this down, that no extra time PKs is going to not only happen in the wild card round, but it's also going to happen in this round one or this best of three round. There will be no extra time during those matches. If they will if they end in a tie, they will go straight to PKs. Yeah, this is again we talked about this before. I love Golden Goal. Why not do 10 minutes mm-hmm. of golden goal and then straight to PK? Let's find out if they're just going to sit back and park the bus or if you got a coach that says, we're going all in. And 
I think this is where I have a problem with the changes is straight to PKs. Who? You don't want to lose on PKs, but sometimes I feel like, did we really win the game? Because yeah. we won on PKs? Absolutely. I mean, obviously you're going on and you feel good about it and you're going to celebrate it. But as the fan, I'm not sure that I'm going to put my fist in the air watching all these PKs because I guarantee you there's going to be a lot of straight-to-PK games. Yeah, absolutely. Knowing that there's going to be no extra time. And that's going to be interesting how that folds out. After that, after the round of three, or the best of three round, that round one, kind of goes back to normal, kind of what we're used to. It will go to single elimination, and then that extra time will be played moving forward. So, overall... I personally am a fan of the new playoff format. I think they got a lot of things right. Don't love 60% of the teams making the playoffs, yeah. but if they're going to do that, I like the way they did it. So overall, I'm a fan. I like to see how it works out. I really want to see teams win the game rather than settling for PKs, Yeah, yeah. as we talked about before. Yeah, go ahead. So... Newest team this season, obviously the MLS has been expanding over the last, I guess, five to ten years. I've been trying to add some teams here. And like you said here before, we're 29 teams in at the moment. So this year's inaugural season for St. Louis City SC. And I believe it is a mouthful. (laughs) Luckily for us, they're going to shorten that to City SC. And I think it sounds pretty cool. Interested to see how they have their first season. I know their first game is this Saturday versus Austin FC. Do you have any inputs on what's going on with them? I think it's really cool that the MLS is at a point where it is able to expand. You and I know, you know, t- I mean, even less, even, you know, fewer than 10 years ago, the MLS was dying for mm-hmm. lack of a better term. Yeah. And so I think it's cool that they have kind of revamped it and we are getting these new teams. I'm excited to see what City SC does. They typically, not always, but typically, these expansion teams, when they come into the league, we really see them struggle. Again, you and I have been FC Cincinnati supporters since they came into the league, and those first two seasons, the first three seasons... Yeah. Sad but true. <laughs> bottom, bottom of the table. Yes. And it was not good soccer from start to finish. And so... I'm interested to see if they'll be if City SC will be able to kind of change that narrative a little bit and be a little more competitive. Austin FC, who they're playing Saturday night, is this is their second year in the league. Yeah. So and they did pretty well last year. They did year. very well last year. Um, so, yeah. You know, they they maybe even started to break that trend a little bit of expansion teams coming into the league and struggling. But I'm just excited for soccer to be back. Absolutely. I mean you and I we love watching our European soccer. Absolutely. We're big uh, Premier League fans. Arsenal's top of the table, by the way. <laughs> yeah, thanks for rubbing that in. <laughs> I am a Liverpool supporter, and we're kind of garbage at the moment, which has been tough to watch on Saturday mornings. But for St. Louis, S- excuse me, City SC, there's stipulations for them to build their rosters, so they have some first-come, first-serve type situations. Mm-hmm. But they did pull a keeper in from Germany. He formerly played for Borussia Dortmund. I hope I say his name right here. Roman Berkey or Burkei. Having a solid veteran keeper will be nice. Massive. We all know you, you can have, you know, a mid-grade 
forwards and mid you have a low-level keeper, and you are going to get bombarded. Hard to win games with it, a low-level keeper. Yeah, so I'm interested to see how they have their first season go along. I'm really rooting for them, unless they're playing FCC. So I hope they get the win on Saturday. We'll go from there. Speaking of expansion teams, MLS has already announced that they will be, some people think relatively soon, will be announcing their 30th team that will join Major League Soccer. So couple finalists, basically, they're not officially finalists. Correct. But it seems to be this is where we're headed. Vegas, Phoenix, San Diego, and Sacramento. Where are you going? Well, I'm going to go ahead and scratch Sacramento since they already screwed themselves the year before. They were one of the finalists, and I believe they were going to get picked. But I guess one of their investors dropped out, and so I think it went to Austin FC, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's correct. So I don't have confidence in Sacramento, but Vegas has been pulling in a lot of interest. They just got an NFL team. They've had... Hockey there here recently. So I for me, that seems like an obvious choice because they know it can make it there. Phoenix and San Diego could definitely hold their own MLS team there, but I think my pick here is probably towards Vegas. Mine is as well for all the reasons that you listed. It just Vegas is such a popular city for a multitude of reasons. And so not only are you going to have you know the Vegas soccer fans, mm-hmm. but you're also going to have tourists and people who are in town for a weekend that are like, hey, let's go catch a Absolutely. game. And, and I think for those purposes, for the income purposes, I think Vegas is the easy pick here. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think the MLS is done expanding after this 30th team, but it does sound like they're going to take a break from it for at sure. least a few years from expansion. So sounds like you and I both agree that it's going to be Vegas. I think it's the easiest choice. And I I don't know this for sure, but I'd say it's a safe bet that there's plenty of wealthy investors in Vegas yeah. where they're not pulling somebody from another city. So not that other cities aren't in that same situation, but we all know Vegas has money pouring out of their ears. So moving on from that, the other thing about MLS is they've – Grab the new contract for watching all their games. They have teamed up with Apple TV, and you can purchase their MLS season pass, which means no blackouts. Oh, thank goodness. No, whatever. You're going to be able to watch any game at any time. Right. And no issues. So I like that they've teamed up with Apple TV. If you want to go, I think it was $99, $99 for, for the season. season. You can also pay for it monthly, but I think it was like $15 a month or $99 for the season. Sure. So I'm excited for it. You know, you and I have complained texting each other on countless nights. ESPN Plus <laughs> majorly <laughs> dropped the ball on that. Yeah. You know, I, I specifically have ESPN Plus so I could watch FC Cincinnati. I think the only games I ever got to watch FC Cincinnati were the games that they were actually on network TV. Yes. Because it was always blacked out. Always. And I know that they're trying to get people to go to the games and, you know, the regional. I, I, I get it. I really do. But some of us just like to sit at home with right 
an adult beverage and watch the game on our couch. Especially, even the away games got blacked out. Right. Which was absurd. Yeah. That I can't even go to the game, and they're going to black it out anyway. And so I think you and I are in the same boat. ESPN Plus, boo. Apple TV, we're looking forward to no blackouts. Great idea. Absolutely. And that actually starts Saturday night. Well, for me, it starts Saturday night at 7.30 because that is when FC Cincinnati kicks off. They are playing Houston. Is that correct? Houston Dynamo. They're playing yeah. the Houston Dynamo. Again, I, you can kind of tell I've mentioned it several times. I'm very excited about it, ready for the season to kick off. What are you expecting from FC Cincinnati this year? I expect kind of the same from last year. The quality was clearly better. But I think you and I have seen the difference in having a quality general manager. Chris Albright has come in and made drastic changes. We have quality in our men's first team. but There's also quality in their academies and their yeah, that, level teams as that well. FC Cincinnati 2, I think is what That's they call correct. Yeah. yeah. They brought in some new players last year, some new players here in this offseason. The latest acquisition that they made was Santiago Arias. I believe I'm saying that correctly. He is a defender. He's also part of the Colombian national team, so another quality player coming in here. From what I've seen, he's expected starter. I can't confirm this, but the last thing I noticed was the respective lineup or formation will be a 3-4-3. Three, three. And we did pick up, I think, another defender last season. So I don't expect them to be the top five, but I expect them to be between five and ten throughout the season. And Well, and what, what held FC Cincinnati back last year? And again, you know, they made the playoffs and ended up making a great run. But... They tied so many games. Especially the beginning of the season. Especially at the beginning of the year. And so, you know, those matter. Those ties can they can hurt you yeah. at times. But, th- of course, they can help you at times as well. But I thought the end of last season was a lot more stressful than it should have been because of the multitude of ties that FC Cincinnati had. So... I like the change to the three four three. We like scoring goals, and it, if they feel like that that's going to be able to do that for them, then I'm all for it. Yeah, I think the last year our defense was a bit of a problem, a yeah. lot of holes in there, and hopefully these new signings of the last year or two can can fix that. We have we have guys that can score, so if they put it all together, they. I'm expecting them to make a good run, definitely into the playoffs. I don't know that I can consider them a top-five team right now. They don't have that X-factor player. They just have a lot of solid guys that get the job done. Absolutely. All right, Dunham, that was a lot of fun. little quick Saturday episode for everybody. Kicking off the MLS season tonight, as we mentioned. I think games are on all day, but um, for you and I, FC Cincinnati tonight at 7.30. City SC gets welcomed into the MLS at 8.30, so I'm going to be on my couch Saturday evening watching soccer. And we appreciate you listening in. This has been the Bluegrass Soccer Academy.